Good morning to you and a happy Friday. Bruce. It's the best day ever. It is. Bruce, Judy, <laughs> and Cheese with you here. Uh, I, I don't like to harp on the weather, but I want to acknowledge that I just flat don't understand it at this point. Between the temperature going up and down, between it raining, not raining, and possibly a little bit of snow yeah. at, at some point. And then next week, did you see? High of 70 degrees. So basically, like, I don't know how to layer. Is it a funky Friday? Is that the goal? Funky Friday. Okay, I like how you're doing. I like how you roll, DJ Cheese. There's Judy over there, soon to be on vacation, Judy. Oh, but I left hours ago. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I dress in the morning, and I assume that's going to be all day long. Oh, no, 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 no. So I need to wear a tank top with, with galoshes, a sweater. And then carry a jacket. And an umbrella. And yeah. an umbrella or jacket with me. <laughs> that I, go, I, go, I just can't. I, I don't get it. No. I'm never dressed appropriately for wherever I'm at. Yeah. It can change in a heartbeat. It's bizarre. But it did rain. Were you able to use your umbrella? It didn't rain on me. No. Well, you should have ran outside with it. For God's sakes. <laughs> Not a drop It rained by me pretty heavy. Yeah. I was sleeping. Yeah, that's mm. true. It, it did rain late. Yeah, it did actually rain later than I thought. Um, We continue to loosen restrictions. Mayor Lightfoot uh, came out yesterday and said, we're going to we're going to start backing off and and more things are opening up more capacity. Judy might be right. She's loosening restrictions for outdoor activities, things like, you know, patio dining, exercise classes, weddings, concerts. However, However, she's not budging on indoor capacity. Staying at 50 I yes. want to say 50%. And I believe or, that, or depending on square footage and all that stuff. Right, yeah. right. And I believe that's because the numbers are creeping up. Okay, but see, that's where I'm getting confused. It shouldn't surprise anyone. That Dr. Arwadi said two days in a row now that the percentages, the infection rate, has been on the rise that it's it bottomed out and it's going back up again and she announced that the infection rate is going up at the same time that Lightfoot said and we're relaxing some restrictions can you understand how other people might look at this and go this is a confusing message we're going to get it's back confusing to normal from, but more people are being yeah. infected it's confusing from the city which is and the state which is usually they're pretty firm usually but They've always played better safe than sorry. They've right, always gone, right. I think, too I still, far but, the other way. Right. But I still think this is better safe than sorry because it is the outside part, which I think is, you know, and maybe they have metrics oh, that they boy. know about, again, from the inside. You know, they understand when you're inside a small, confined space. We understand indoors, right. and outdoors. crowded, and outdoors, so, spaced apart is a world difference. Right. Because I think if these numbers hadn't been creeping up, Lightfoot might have said, we're going to increase capacity overall, but she's only increasing the capacity outside, not mm-hmm. inside. And I think that's because of the metrics, because of the numbers. So, do the numbers scare you, Judy? You of, of, of the group around here? I think it's safe to say, and I, I again, I don't say it to mock, but you're the most concerned. You also were in a high risk category before right. you got your one hundred percent. I'm not mocking you about it. No, no, no. But that's do these okay. numbers concern you? Do they make go the, mock me? Because I'll just no, no, shoot no. you down. No, my point <laughs> being is, does it give you concern? Does this, this do, when you see these numbers, does this make you pull back and say maybe I won't go out again this weekend? Maybe I won't go to a restaurant or go indoors. Oh, dude, I'm going on vacation. Okay, so you don't today. Care. I'm going. No, I do care, but I'm not that concerned. I, I don't like to see 35 deaths when we had maybe 12, 12 yeah. yesterday or the day before. 
So that's that should could be, could be concerning for officials. That's a big jump. But to me, you're we are opening up. It's going to happen. I mean, COVID is you're not resigned to the fact that we're going to resign. I'm being logical. I'm just following the side. The fact is, when you open up, mm-hmm. who's going out? Young people, of course. Where are the zip codes that are having the highest um, cases now? Lincoln Park, those zip codes where there are more young people who live there and people going out. I just they think also were the areas where they didn't focus on vaccines. Vaccines, right? But now they you, are. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, think yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. They no, were Lincoln, also the places they they didn't do the intense. intense right. They, they weren't quote at risk. Right. Yeah. They are now. Lincoln Park. So that's a zip code that's in for this, the United Center. This is. I get that thing. Imagine a you know when you a balloon. Like you do balloon animals with long skin. Yeah. And, and you squeeze it and it Pops bul- up bulges there. on the other yep. side. It's like like the, the coronavirus, again, it didn't care what your skin color was. The coronavirus didn't care how much money you made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coronavirus didn't care which zip code you lived in. Nope. So when you squeezed one area, south side, it bulged up in other areas. Yep. It, it was going to go where it was going to go. Yeah. Can you imagine being the one who's in charge of keeping track of that? Where's it going next? Where are the cases going up? Because the fact is, there is some method to the madness, obviously. Really? Like, well, yes, we just said. <laughs> you open up more. Yeah. Younger people are the I'm not venturing out as much. I mean, I'm going out more, but not like, I think young people, quite frankly, they, they were never they, that They probably safe. were never locked right. down very much. Yeah. We've you seen know, spring break yeah. pictures. <laughs> but I have a son who's probably in that category, and he was. How he's, old is your son? He's Which one? 24. 23, 20, 20. Uh, 20-something. He's in his 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Junior, still running for mom of the year, by the way. Still running for mom of the year. Hold on. I can figure it out. He's 24. Okay, okay. let's go with that. So he his, goes What's out. his name exactly? Luke. Okay, just make sure we knew that part. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to get in the car and go, I'm 23. Uh, wow. Okay. Um. So anyway, he, you know, I he was to me relatively, you know, he wore a mask always. He was... Uh-huh. Relatively safe, but then there would be times where I was like Luke, and he would say, "If you're going to say anything, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going." You know, Ooh. he would go to the casinos. He, <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Right. Yeah. Well, he was tired of me saying, "Be safe." You really want to know? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm safe. going anyway. Be safe. Yeah. Or I would say, "Luke, give him that, Luke," and then he'd. I'm not going to tell you then, Mom. When he came home, did you make him stand outside and you hosed him down with a? He had to delouse him in the garage or anything. Doesn't everyone do that? Oh God. No. I didn't. I just used, you know. Wait, the spray. casinos are open. Did he? Which casinos? They were open? open, closed, open. Uh, we yeah. go to Rosemont. He's a big gambler. I know. Oh, I hate that. I hate that part. But not only that, restaurants, bars. Yeah. But you know, he. I felt okay because I know he wasn't just like, nah, it's stupid. He understood the severity of it, and thank goodness his girlfriend's a lot like me. Harping I, on him, in other words. Not harping on him, but giving him the look, and she's very, yeah, she's very safe. She's got the mom look already. She's very safe. You know, yeah. she's she's very smart and logical, like most girls, and yeah, she like would, most you know, most girls. So, but my point being, so he he was always going out much more than me. But when they started loosening the restrictions, because he lives in Lincoln Park, yeah. He, that gave him free, you know, okay, woohoo. Yeah. Still wearing the mask at the disco if he had to. Every night, you know, hanging out. Disco. You know, and got his Cubs tickets yesterday. Right. Yeah. I, so I get it. I The 35 deaths, I hate to see it, but I'm under, you know, I, or the, the number but of don't cases. You think, don't you think one of the messages that's gotten out, and let's just be realistic about this. The message that's gotten out is if you are under the age of 50, you're in reasonable good health. There's a v- extremely low probability of you being 
severely affected by this, even if you were to get it, which is still a low number, that the reality is that and the message we've gotten over the last year or since we really started diving into the numbers is over 65 pre-existing health conditions, you, you know, yeah. that, that, that start checking these boxes, that that's the vulnerable group. And I think for a lot of young people, after nine months, a year, whatever it's been for them, yeah. they finally said, all right, you know, the, the, yeah. I could get hit by lightning, too. I'm still going out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still going out. And let's face it, a lot of young people, I think, were being careful for their parents, for the older people in their now lives. Now they don't care about their parents Well, they're not that they care, but they're <laughs> right. done. Yeah, they're, they're young. They're just, you so know. Don't go Let see me throw ya. this in there. My mom, so I was concerned about visiting mom. I went and saw her over Christmas, mm-hmm. but I went and got tested right before I visited. Okay. I realize that's kind of ridiculous because you get tested, then you get on an airplane, and then they're like, well, right. what difference yeah. is it? You get it three days later. Right? Right. But I I tried. Yeah. I right. haven't seen her since. But she got the vaccine a week ago. Dose number one, she gets the second one in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I will be much more comfortable Visiting her, being around right. her, and I won't feel like I need to take as many precautions for Oma. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That, yeah. that that because I've got I got the shot, she got the shot, we should be okay. Right. And I think a lot of folks are at that stage. Let me throw this in: What about all the people that tested positive and didn't get very ill? So they they tested positive, right? right? Now they think it's that's they, it. They're done. Well, but they have the antibodies. Yeah. And we know that if you have the antibodies, we don't know how long, but it kind of works like a vaccine. Yeah, it does. Right? Uh, that, yeah, that, yeah. that there is a period of time mm-hmm. that you, you're not going to get think, it right away. We, we think. Right, but for, but it, see, there seems to be some credibility in that. So there is a large group of people that whether you have the antibodies, you've already gotten it once, or you got the vaccine, that you start looking at it, and we talk about that herd immunity, we might be getting closer to it than we, we think. Know, yeah. when, you, when you think about all the people who can't contract it. Yeah. You see what or I'm those saying? who've had it and likely won't get it again. Yeah, there are a lot of metrics that go into that as yeah. well. Yeah, yep. and I, I admit that. So I think people are just moving on. So just so just percentage of okay. Illinois population vaccinated. I'm ready. Illinois population, 15%. We're up to 15%. Those numbers wow. bother me more than anything. But, okay, but then, and I want to know, how many people, though, have tested positive for antibodies, which means they've been exposed to or had the coronavirus, and have recovered? What percentage is that? You see, we could be yeah. at 30, 35%. Right. I don't know. Because of that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You start adding all these numbers up. I want, yeah. I want realistic And we numbers. are vaccinating around 100,000 people a day. Good for them. So that's pretty good. In Including Illinois. infant producer yeah. Miranda, who only yeah. cried a little bit. Only a little bit. Her shot. Only cried a little bit. <laughs> Do you need a social media break? You see people, I remind them, it's not an airport. You don't have to announce you're leaving. But I see people all the time announcing <laughs> that they're leaving the Twitter machine. They're getting off of Facebook. Okay, you didn't have to announce it, but why are they? And why maybe do you need to? We're digging into it next on 890 WLS. Say half, she's got one foot out the door already. <laughs> Undoubtable. And uh, I'm I'm Bruce. So uh, I'm, I'm all over the social media. I think well, I think between the three of us, I probably use it more than anybody. Yeah. I'm on every conceivable channel known to man. Mm-hmm. The Bruce St. James on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter machine. I also have a Snapchat, a TikTok. Twitch. Wait, you have a TikTok? Yeah. Oh, I got to follow that. Oh, I'm, I'm a hell of a dancer. Yeah. And rapper. Doy. Well, you can rap mad skills rapper. <laughs>
Nads. I'm not doing it. What, like gifts? Like presents and stuff? Oh, God. Oh. You should see him rap. I mean, like a rapper rap. Yeah, we no. Don't. Mm. Oh, come on. I was the king of hip-hop back in he the day. He was. Back man. in the day. Uh, but I can acknowledge that social media it can be a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Because I would say I don't use it as much as I used to. And it's a bit of a conscious effort to back away from it. And I think more and more people are starting to kind of... Everybody gets to it at a different point. When they realize, maybe this isn't the smartest or healthiest thing to be doing. Right. We had a, a high-profile deletion yesterday. Oh, no. Chrissy Teigen. Oh, no. Uh, and I Quit like the Twitter machine. Her. Yeah. Well, she's, uh, needless to say, a little outspoken. This right. is John Legend's like. wife. Yeah. She was a supermodel. Are there just model models? Do they no, have to be super? No regular models. No regular no, models? Super. You're a supermodel or you're just... Like a JCPenney model? No. Okay. There, you no, go from JCPenney to super. Yeah. Uh, right. That's there a hell of a jump. Yeah. I gotta throw that out right. there. Uh, but she, she, she quit and, and Judy, part of it was kind of the stress that comes along with it. She felt, she's the, her comment was she just felt bruised after bruised. all bruised. And, and you know, she wasn't, you know, some, you know, little flower, a little wallflower. She, like you said, was very outspoken. I actually she enjoyed, uh, oh, she engaged people. So she to didn't speak. take any crap from anyone, yeah. but. I get it. After all, you know, these and she's got like what? Uh, some ungodly amount. Well, she's not Millions. shy. 13, that's why. 13.7 million Twitter followers. My goodness. That's yeah. Like, yeah, and she just, you know, she the, the the trolling, she was kind of concerned for her family. But that's what happens too, Chrissy, when you post stuff about yourself too, your personal life and things that happen. And you know, people on media on social media, I, it's just weird. I don't know why you would ever post anything personal. Really? Yeah. And some people obviously. And maybe that's not the right. That's a little completely broad. Completely do. Yeah. I mean, I might say, oh, it's my daughter's birthday, you know, mm-hmm. because she doesn't have very many friends, my yeah. daughter in particular. So I might post something like that. But I think, I feel like I always post positive stuff. I just wouldn't go on and rant. And, and I think maybe sometimes she did. So here's something I did that's changed social media for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while because I, listen. A, a good fight, like don't invite me to a good time, okay? I I enjoy crap talking, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. I I love the back and forth. It's fun. Yeah. I started blocking the people that were just the trolls. Yeah. That were just purposely trying to start a fight, mm-hmm. and I started unfollowing people on Twitter. You can mute them that are just like that, and it changed. What my feed looks like. So it changed your landscape it of what you saw. I yeah. don't see those yeah. hyper negative, strictly partisan, far left, far right, arguing whatever, yeah. crackpot yeah. thing that they a, have. Isn't so that, that a world of difference? Go, it really is. Yeah, I started, I, that's funny you mentioned that. I only started doing that recently myself. I started doing it like in the last year and I was like, oh my God, it really made a difference right. to kind of how, what the Facebook is example, what yeah. the experience is for me when you don't have the crackpots. Right. I'm like, wow. oh. Or just the downers or the, oh, I'm so tired. Like, you know. I, well, you know, I, I, I troll people. I'm sure they unfollow me or, <laughs> or mute me because I troll the, you know, just don't know if I'm going to make it today. And you know what I write back on the, if they put that as a thing, I write back, nice knowing you. I'm like, oh, wait, you know, you're going to, you're going to do that. You're going to, yeah. you're going to, we call it vague, vague booking. 
You're going to vague book? Vague I just booking. don't know if I could make it today. And I'm like, well, it was nice mm. knowing you. I That's mean, what I think about the person. Why would you even put that on? Well, I don't- exactly. So I troll them. I admit that. I'm a troll. I control. They control But you. I like to think you I'm funny. Yeah. I like to think it's reasonable. Yeah. Anyway. I couldn't stand the letters around the holidays of, you know, well, let me tell you about how our year went. Like the, and now those, I yeah. can't stand that on Facebook either. So, yeah, you're no. getting deleted. All right. Well, we still have time for our, our criminal of the day. And I got to give a shout out to Jason Peck of uh, BFE West Virginia. Ah, That's all of West Virginia, by the way. Um, who, like many of us, lost his wallet. It happens, right? <laughs> so uh, it was turned into the police station. Oh, oh wow. Nice. nice. So uh, he went down to a uh, police station to pick up his wallet. Now, unlike... Many of you have lost your wallet. Uh, Justin's wallet had drugs inside of it. (laughs) So when he went to pick up his wallet, full of drugs, he was arrested for drug possession. They then went out to his, stop me if you've heard this one before, his pickup truck. Of course. In BFE, West Virginia, where a drug dog hit on his truck where they discovered more drugs and scales. Police confiscated heroin, crystal meth. And heroin laced with fentanyl. Yes. Wow. Our buddy Jacob is uh, now charged with uh, having drugs with the intent of selling them, obstructing an officer, all because he went to go pick up his drugs that he lost down at the police police station. Uh, Well, for... For being one of the stupider people in West Virginia, and that's saying a lot, <laughs> Chad. Yeah, that's a tough one. You are on to something there, Jason. <laughs> you are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects referred to above are innocent until proven guilty in the court of law, no matter how crazy, 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 crazy they are. So, Biden spoke yesterday. The, the topic of guns, gun legislation, gun control came up. We'll tell you what he had to say about that coming up next on 890 WLS. 16. Dude. Sister yeah. Jean Sweet. headed to Indy for Loyola's game yeah. against Oregon State. All right. And mm-hmm. the Suez Canal is blocked by a really big bo- I like big boats, and I cannot lie. Ah. <laughs> but this boat stuck in the Suez Canal may cause a shortage of things and prices to go up right here in Chicago. Figure that noise out. All right. Better not be toilet paper. It's going to be everything. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. It's amazing. Um, just add it to the list. Yeah. Right? What people, else could happen, wait, right? people that said 2021 couldn't be worse than 2020? We got a boat stuck in the Suez Canal. How's that? boat the here? size of what? Three and a half? Four and a half football fields. Four and a half football fields. That's how long it is. What's it called? Is it like a container ship? No, I mean, wait, it's not a boat, right? It's a, it's a big, huge... It's a little tiny tugboat. Yeah, container ship. You're right. No. Yeah. You're just looking at me like I'm crazy. Is there anything bigger than that? No, those things are like massive. Well, like I agree. you can't even imagine. It's bigger than the Empire State Building if you stood it on its end. That's pretty big. It's pretty <laughs> darn big. Okay, glad I could help you out. We'll give you some context. Can we quote you on that? Yeah, For sure. That's pretty big. How big is that boat? Pretty darn. Pretty okay, darn. Pretty let's go darn with that. Big. Um, yesterday, uh, President Biden held his first uh, press conference, if you will. Mm-hmm. By the way, boring! Oh. He didn't call anybody names. Uh, it's boring. He didn't fight with people. Yeah. He didn't air grievances. These I'm things, sorry, was he presidential? These things That's aren't even worth so watching. Annoying. Boring! Right? Tell a joke! Oh for gosh. God's sakes. Um, and as is going to be the thing, like, the, we're back to kind of the, the old normal. And the old normal is that presidents have what they want to talk about. 
And it's never what everybody else wants to talk about. So Biden wants to talk about infrastructure week, you know, or something. You know, we got to rebuild our nation's bridges. (laughs) Unless you're on the bridge that collapses, you don't care. But people want to know about a variety of other things. And in the wake of not one, but two kind of high profile mass shootings, the subject of guns came up in the Q&A section. All right. Uh, there, There also was a hint of or or rumors of that possibly he would do something through executive action. I hope he doesn't. I don't think he wants to. He kind of made that clear. He wants the legislation, obviously. You know, but then again, you're right back to Congress is deadlocked on so Mm -hmm. many things. Will they pass anything? Do they have the ability to actually legislate and govern? Mm -hmm. I would argue no. Uh, You know, proof is in the pudding. The only thing they can agree on is giving away money. That they don't have. That's the only bipartisan. Well, we didn't even have that. You're right. We, Republicans didn't vote to give away money. Only the Democrats voted to give away money last time. Yeah. So we can't even agree on giving away money anymore. Um, but it's interesting because because here's something that, that struck me. Let me bring this back to our hood. So we had a, over the weekend, we uh, 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 in the last week, we've had the, the shooting in Boulder at a grocery store. Ten people murdered in cold blood, two in the afternoon, right? Yeah. Uh, ten people shot, ten people killed, right? There were no, nobody no was injured, which was... Very unusual. Uh, which leads you to believe other things. But last night, we had eight people shot in one gathering on the south side of Chicago. Only one was killed. Still a tragedy. But we had a, ma- that's a mass shooting. Yeah, yeah, the definition. And it's only because of the lack of aim from the shooter, shooters, whoever it was. Thank God he had a bad aim. That you don't have eight people killed there. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, like. Are why, you asking what's the difference? Why? I, I'm going to get back to it. The re- I know the difference. But we only care about certain mass shootings. We don't care about all mass. Let's be honest. We don't care about all mass shootings. Now, were all these people guilty, criminal stuff? I have no idea. My guess is no. My guess is some of them had, other than wrong place at the wrong time. They say there was a group of people gathering over on West 79th. Two men opened fire on the group. People aged aged range 22 to 41. Seven men shot one woman. Well, what we don't know is important. What we don't... Were were they part of the group? Did they just was it a drive by? Were they were gangs involved? What, you know what? But why? My, what were they gathering for? Right. But my point being is, we care about mass shootings up to a point. Up to a point. Just yeah. be honest about it. Yeah, I, and, mass and, shootings that happen in certain areas, we don't care about. I think we would care about if this were a grocery store. At two o'clock in the afternoon, we would. That's the difference. What's it's the difference. We know the people. They're still humans. Yes, but are they? You're not allowed to gather on a street corner in you Chicago. You are, but what's important is why. What and what time was it? Midnight. Midnight. I mean, yeah. Why are you? You you can gather, but it's probably not a good idea to gather at midnight on the south side of okay, Chicago. Okay, so, so I'm just trying you know to understand. No, yeah, someone so going to the grocery store to buy toilet paper is su- sunlight. No, it's, no. Do you see, but you're. I'm, I'm, I'm. No, I'm you're being literal, your and this is what you're doing. You're being literal about these two. They're both mass shootings. Yes. The technical definition, they yes, you're absolutely. Correct. This counts as I'm a mass shooting. I'm telling you the differences. So when they talk about mass shootings, this is considered a mass Going shooting. Going to the Eight grocery store struck. at two o'clock to buy toilet paper, and working at a grocery store, and just being in the vicinity of a grocery store, you know, you don't expect to be shot dead. 
when you're standing at a street corner, unfortunately, in Chicago at midnight, you should expect in a group, <laughs> you might. That's a little bit dangerous. I wouldn't do that. I, would you do that? No. You wouldn't gather. They don't invite in a, me. I never get invited to these yeah, parties. Yeah, I don't get. No I don't think you me. need to be invited. Like, no one invited the oh, shooters, need, I'm sure. I would need an but invite again, to you're right. Maybe, I'm not going on my own. I'm going to need yeah, an invite. And I don't know. Maybe 10 people, they were friends coming home. from. That's what I'm saying. We don't have the details, so I don't know. Just on the surface, I wouldn't do that. That, to me, is dangerous and taking, but you know. But you're, you're, you're taking your. A risk. Yeah, but, but, hold on. You're taking your values, your upbringing, your. And you're you're imposing it on people where that is their normal life. That is their their daily reality. Yes. And should I'm not they, imposing anything on that. But but should we have a same sense of outrage care and concern for people in South Chicago who were going about their daily life? It just doesn't happen to be at a supermarket at two in the afternoon, and they are shot. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I, I I'm I'm not arguing they're the same. I'm arguing why they're different and why we see them different. I think the the the, the victims make it different. The socioeconomic uh, makes it different. We're okay with poor minorities being shot in mass. We're more okay with that. Just I mean, I, we are, as evidenced by I don't know absolutely everything going on around us. Otherwise, eight people being shot on a street corner in Chicago and one being killed would be a big it's story. Huge, yeah. It's not. I, I acknowledge it's not. Think, well, but I'm, I'm trying to say, think about those things. So we care about mass shootings up to a point, up to a point. I, okay. What? I think they are different. Miranda. I think they're different. Can't hear you. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I think they're different because it's the intent. Like in Chicago, what that probably was, was gang related. But you're making, an, you're making but an inference. Police but, say they have no motive. They don't know but why. Nobody, nobody has ever gone into a grocery store in Chicago and just shot it up for no reason. You're giving them a reason now. Uh, so, it's grocery stores we need to worry about. Okay, yeah. just checking. Just no, grocery know. stores, churches, schools. Oh. There's a difference. Okay. There corner. is a difference. When you're on the street corner... It, even I don't forget I grew up in Chicago and I understand what you're saying about the South Side and the socioeconomics. Yes, we all know that. But even me growing up in Bucktown back in this, it was dangerous. I didn't, we didn't, couldn't go out. My parents wouldn't let us go out after eight o'clock. There, you just know certain things, and if you are going to do that, you're taking a risk. And I'm not saying it's bad. You, you're right. That's life. That's life That's in the their city. Reality. But you should be able in America to go to the damn grocery store at two o'clock in the afternoon. And not think that you might be shot. Because that's what's happening now. I go to a big, some big venue, whatever it is. And I think about that. Don't you? I think no, about, is this? I, I don't. Oh, I, my gosh. But I think about the reality of those people in, in South Chicago that believe that every time they walk out their door. That's true, too. That, thank God, doesn't happen that much. I mean, drive-bys happen, certainly. But you know? these kind of things do happen a lot. People gathering and, you know, warehouses are on the street corner and getting shot. So over the last year, did you learn anything? Did you pick up a skill? Seriously. Oh, I am a fabulous cook. Did you better yourself? Did you use any of this extra free time to do anything other than eat and get fat? We're going to talk about it next on 890 WLS. Last night uh, in the south side of Chicago, eight people shot, one person killed. And the we're basically we're having a discussion of well what's the difference between that and what happened at a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado, where ten people were shot. Sadly, all of them 
killed. Yeah. Because that that was that, that was the point of my discussion is the difference between the two shootings. What's fundamentally different between eight people being shot in Chicago on a street corner and 10 people being shot in Boulder, Colorado in a grocery store? What's fundamentally different with it? Again, when Judy. you're standing on a street corner at midnight in Chicago, you there is a risk and you should know that risk. And I'm saying a street corner anywhere, really, in, Chicago, in a big city that has a, a very bad problem with, you know, gun violence. You are taking a risk that you things might bad things might happen, like being shot. When you go to a grocery store at two o'clock in the afternoon, anywhere in America, you should feel safe that you're not going to be shot to death. So is that is that part of the problem then that we have entire neighborhoods and or cities, you know, maybe Detroit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Entire areas where their reality is mass shooting happens on your front doorstep where you're saying you have to go to the grocery store to be worried. No, I, if I went to if I, if I went to their concerned. door, if I went to certain doorsteps in Chicago, if I went to certain corners, I grew up in Chicago. Yeah, but that's my point is it's not their fault. I, I didn't say it was their fault. The Who's saying party? anything about fault? You're the asking facts, the difference. The facts are different too. Look, ten died in Boulder. Right. Unfortunately, one man died overnight. But on that's the just south because side. of aim. Well, yeah, because not, they weren't. I'm not disagreeing. With you, but Rob's right. They weren't intending to. Sh- right, Rob. I mean, the way it looks. And let's start like by this, because oh. Rob and I are news people. There are not enough facts in the story. I don't even know what happened. I, there's all it says all we is, know is eight people, eight shot people were shot. Corner. But we've shooters. seen this over and over. We've seen this over and over. And, and over unfortunately, and over. this happens frequently. Yeah, so we okay have we it. have grown numb. We're desensitized to it. We have grown numb to yeah. what happens here in Chicago now. As more and more mass shootings occur, which we all hope they don't, we will as well grow numb to those. I don't disagree. We, I think we're, we're there. there now. We're already. Are you kidding me? John, nothing will happen. John in St. Charles, what point did you want to make? Well, just just a quick one. I think Please. you're right, and Robin Judy might be wrong Uh-oh. because, you know, if if I get shot, do I really care where I was? Uh, do I care that I was in Chicago or in a grocery store or if I'm the father of the, the son that gets shot? I don't care. And the problem is that we keep thinking, okay, if I'm in Chicago, I'm more likely. I don't mm-hmm. disagree with that. Okay. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I'm still shot. The why doesn't matter. The where doesn't matter. We just need to be offended anytime anyone hurts anyone else. Interesting. Yeah. That's, 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 enough. You're right. That's the bottom yeah. line. John, Absolutely. I appreciate yeah. it. No, I mean, I thank you, John. No, but I, I, yeah. And so John's go, where I'm going, and not just because he agrees with me, but my point was, if the end result is, and I'm just picturing this scene last night, I'm picturing eight people lying on a street corner in South Chicago with varying degrees of bullet wounds. And I'm picturing a supermarket in Boulder, Colorado, with 10 people lying on the ground with fatal bullet wounds. If you're the one that shot, what difference does it make? Yeah. What difference does it make where you were, who you were hanging out well, with, what time of day it was? Like, you're still a victim of a mass shooting. Okay, so what? what's your point? The end result is what? Then we, yeah, we have we, become pretty then desensitized. We definitely need some, uh, yeah, we gun control. What What happens here? We need, we got to do something, well, right? Bruce and I, We and never just, talk about that with Chicago gang shootings or crimes or gun violence yeah, in Chicago. It's right. just that. Eh, and, and Judy and I, having worked together for many, many years in another newsroom, 
there are no guidelines. So, for instance, when I came in this morning and I started mm-hmm. reading through this story, we don't have guidelines as to how I'm going to cover this story. Right. Now, what moves the needle for me personally, if I'm looking at shootings the number. You know, on the west side and the south side, not necessarily the number, but I'm looking at the ages of the victims. Okay. And, and I'm being totally honest with you. I want to know. So, so that if you, you're looking at people in their teens and 20s, that might not move me as to do the as story. Forty-year-old, as, no, as opposed to a five-year-old, an oh, eight-year-old, okay. or a twelve-year-old. Okay. Oh, I see where you're going. See that—that for me is the story. Unfortunately, this has become commonplace. Yeah, it was a birthday party, by the way. We're now learning more more details about this. So they were at or outside a birthday party. Does that make it any better? No. Does it make it any worse? No, it's terrible. Hey, Josh in Bridgeview, what point did you want to make? Uh, real quick, just to say, love Please. you, love you guys. Thank uh, you. Great point so far. Uh, the reason why they're, you know, blowing up the whole uh, dude shot up the grocery store is yeah. because at first they said, and they were wrong for this, they said he was a white shooter. Yeah. That's all they cared about was the color of that shooter's skin. And then when they found out he was Syrian, they were like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, shooting happened. But Chicago has mass shootings every week. Almost every I week. Have a co- I have a cop friend in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and I promise you, he always wants to know what the death toll is. And he says it's sad because for decades we have been dealing with it. And they don't care about it because, and I'm not being racial, but it's because it's the same race yeah. that it's happening to every time. It's black on black. It's Mexican black on black. On black whatever. Well, and, I, and, and, and by the way, Josh, I mean, I mean, think that's part of the point. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not using it as an excuse. Let's be clear on that. But black on black crime doesn't doesn't get our heart rate uh, beating. A, a black on black mass shooting do- doesn't doesn't matter as much. So uh, I'm sorry, I don't Unfortunately. see what I have there. Edward, how are you out midway? Yeah, well, you had two suburban shootings. Uh, one of them in Bridgewood, a uh, license driver's license oh, facility, yeah, yeah, yeah. and another one in Forest Park. You know, I uh, do archery. I think if a lot of people did have lived, had some kind of skill, you know, where they played an instrument. Or, or develop skills fixing houses or cars, you wouldn't have a lot of these shootings like this. Really? Hmm. Interesting. I don't well, know. Yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's a good point, they too. Had a skill, it's still, they had something it goes, to do. It goes beyond that. It's, you know, yes, yeah. it goes to the socioeconomic right. plight but of I, these I, neighborhoods and a lot of the people who live there. And I, I'm, I, I'm not saying you're not, but I'm relatively sympathetic to the reality of their existence they're human and they're human and they don't deserve to be shot standing on a street corner any more than you deserve to be shot in a in a grocery store i guess that's where i'm coming from we continue with that story with the details of it rob martier has them now yeah and we have one eyewitness account as well that i will pass along to you here in just a second but first let's take a look at that weather channel forecast a lot of cloud and colder temperatures in especially with that gusty northwest breeze do i dare say wind chills in the 20s this morning well i am Cloudy 51 later and breezy. Tonight, showers late 43. Showers tomorrow morning, thunder. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. You know, all morning, Rob Martier's been talking about this shooting that happened overnight. Uh, we're learning more details uh, out of South Chicago. A birthday party of some sort. Um, late at night, right? After midnight. When a group of people were standing outside of a home in Ashburn, and eight people were shot. One person died. This, when we talk about mass shootings, this is in the statistics as a mass shooting. 
it, mass shootings are not dictated by who dies. It's dictated by who gets shot. I want to say the... I hope I don't get it wrong. Please don't quote me. I want to say the FBI says it's either three or four people shot constitutes a mass shooting. I don't remember which one it is. It's three or four yeah. shot, struck, constitutes a mass shooting. So when you hear about these, like, how many mass shootings in the United States? Yeah. At least we just got to be, uh, what, what, what is the term we're talking about? Involving so, four or more victims. Four. Okay, so At it's four. one or more locations close to right. one another. So this is a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. We had a mass shooting. In Southside Chicago last night. And the reason it's not a bigger story, I think, also gets kind of to the root of the gun debate on a certain level. That when we talk about guns, the use of guns, Biden talked about some gun restrictions, possibly uh, assault weapon ban that we used to have and was rescinded or expired, I guess is the terminology. We're okay with certain people shooting each other. We're not okay with other people shooting each other. Because if we were, if we had a problem with mass shootings, we'd have a problem with what happened in Chicago yeah, last we'd night. We'd be up in arms about what happened last it's night. It's a mass yeah. shooting. Eight people shot. Only one person died. But that's not because the shooters didn't try to kill eight people. It's they weren't as good as shot or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, there, but for the I, well, we don't God. know. That's the thing. We don't know because there's not enough details. We don't know if it was just a spray. We don't know of shooting, just open fire. We don't know if it was shooting into a crowd of people. You're not shooting with. I'm trying to. You're trying to hit them. I'm a, yeah. We don't know yet. This this just happened. We don't know if they were two gang members shooting at each other. If someone was shooting at someone specifically. If they just open fire, trying to but shoot, you're getting into motive. And like I said, with the with the with the motive of the the shooter in Boulder, it's irrelevant. Well, the shooter, the, the shooter in Boulder, shot and killed ten people. Right, he didn't was a better injure shot. anyone. Didn't he was a, he was a better well, shot? I don't know that if he was a better. I can tell you, he was. No, he shot to kill. It doesn't. Maybe this. It does. We don't know because we don't have the facts of this case. He was shooting. You're right. He was randomly. As far as we know, randomly shooting people to kill them. Right. In this Chicago shooting, I don't know, did someone just get mad because someone pushed him and he just opened fire? Hey, dude, and went to shoot him. And- I guess what I don't understand is how is that a difference? Like, I don't I don't get the difference yeah. at all. I, I'm being dead serious. I don't You're understand. making assumptions about the Chicago shooting. You're That's making right. assumptions about the Boulder shooter. Well, no, there's no assumption there. He shot and killed 10 people. Correct. This, what we know about the Chicago shooting so is someone because, opened fire. Because only one person died, he didn't. whoever shot last night in Chicago didn't mean to kill the other seven? I don't know. I don't know if he did or didn't. I don't know well, what Well, how the, do you know the Boulder shooter the, meant to kill those others? Well, all I know is a man walked into a grocery store at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and shot 10 people dead. What I know about Chicago is at midnight after a party, which is fine. It's only midnight. It's not that late. People it was walked. A birthday party. Uh, apparently. It sounded like from Rob's last newscast that they were actually maybe the gunman was at the party. Uh, are you there at all, Rob? Okay, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? It sounded like maybe they were. And were well, they, they inside? Still, when they yeah, were well, they they say several weapons were recovered at the scene, and that two male suspects opened fire inside. Inside, what's yeah, being not reported outside. as a birthday party. Yeah, Correct. so I mean, were they were they yeah. at the birthday party? Were if they, they were yeah. inside? Yeah, yeah. possibly. And I yeah. guess yeah. And you're right. It's just I don't know. I just like to know the facts of the case. Mm-hmm. And you're saying who cares what the circumstances yeah. are? If you have people shot and lying on the floor of a birthday party or a grocery store, how's it different? 
I mean, if the it's end not, result yeah. is you have people with bullet wounds in a mass shooting lying on the floor, how's it different? But it is different. It is different. Well, why didn't? Why aren't you upset about? I mean, you're. Are you saying you're as upset about that as you are about the Colorado shooting? Uh I am equally. I feel equally the same. Really? Yeah. You can honestly say yeah. you're equally, you feel that I, those 10 people is innocent. Are just as innocent as, as the people at the grocery store. As the store. one person who was yeah, shot here. Now, what if it turns shot. out that this guy who was shot was a gang member who was shot by a rival gang member? You still feel the same? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I think mean, a lot of people being, don't. Being in a gang, I don't think is, you know, means you deserve to be shot. You know? Living in South Chicago doesn't mean you deserve Certainly to be Certainly not living in South Chicago. Being out after being midnight in a gang, at a birthday party. Being in a gang, you, you take shot. a risk of being killed, a daily risk of being killed being in a gang. You should not be in a gang. And being in a gang. I'd be in a gang. And being in a gang. I'd be in a gang. I'd be, I'd be G'd up. Oh, it's not funny. Believe me. But being in a gang, you make other people susceptible to being killed. You being in a gang, you have now made life dangerous for your neighborhood. The gang, we can get it a whole. Gangs are like discussion. the parasites on the uh, on yeah. Chicago. The gangs are already yeah. there. The, yeah. the gangs oh, yeah. are there. and they're the one. I, these random shootings, these drive-by, sh- these children being killed on a daily yeah. basis in city, it's it's disgusting. And Agreed. gangs, we Agreed. don't need not one gang. I'm I, and again, the only point I would make is the motivation to me is irrelevant in the mass shooting. Just like the motivation of the. Atlanta guy, he sex addiction or hates Asian, whatever, yeah. whatever it was. It's Vegas irrelevant. Guy, yeah. It's irrelevant to the fact that he killed him. What the, the guy in Boulder, I have no idea why he did it. It's irrelevant. I don't know why somebody shot up a birthday party last night in Chicago. And it's irrelevant to me. It's still people literally bleeding on the floor, mm-hmm. shot on the floor. That's how I see it. I see it as what, what happened in the end and work backwards from there. So I'm yeah I'm just as I'm just as disappointed, outraged, whatever you would call it, to what happened in in Chicago as I am for what happened in Boulder. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm alone. I get it. I'm not the norm. I'm more sickened by what happened in Boulder. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's certainly bigger it's tragedy. More sickened. More I, it's a tragedy. Die. Anyone more who dies. Die. Yes. Yeah. I. I, I mean, am of, so immune victims. to the gun violence in Chicago. I'm so right. also very so tired of people being it. killed. It's I'm immune to it, but that doesn't make it any it's not any less. It's, it's I mean, still, one person was struck died. in the head yeah. is in critical condition yeah, still. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. lives were changed forever last night mm-hmm. in Chicago. People lost loved ones. I mean, yeah, it's the same. Re- it's the same thing as what happened in, in Boulder. It's just a different community. And I, I I am I am not surprised by, but I continue to look at and I will continue to point out the difference in reactions we have towards it. But it doesn't surprise me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not surprised by it. I understand it. I disappointed by it, I guess you could say, but I'm I get Are you it. moved to do anything about it? I've worked to do anti-violence things before, uh gang resolution stuff I I've worked with. I think that uh telling people not to be in gangs is ridiculous. They're going to be in them anyway. Well, but wait, I we're talking about you just said two these things are not different. They're the same. So why aren't we working on something that Addresses both things: gun violence. Yeah, you're you're talking now about gang. You know. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were talking about. No, 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 no. Are you? Sorry. What is the? Yeah. So what? If you you say it's exactly the same, and that so people are talking about obviously gun control now. Yeah. So why aren't you know it's the same thing, right? Yeah. We the should problem, be talking I, about I, and guns. Again, and the issue I get to is we can have a discussion about guns, and we should keep guns out of the hands of criminals. No argument about that. 
how you go about doing it is the, the devil in the details. And I, I'm willing to support things that, that look reasonable. And I just don't see a ton of that right now. I'm looking for the reasonable people to have that discussion. So I would agree with you on that. Because then that was a big part of, you know, yeah. the president's speech as well. Pat, Pat Brady going to be joining us next. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, what in the heck is going on in Illinois. Boy, that's a opener, <laughs> isn't it? It's coming up next on 890 WLS. Yeah, a lot of butts in there. Okay, will Loyola top Oregon State in the Sweet 16? Sister Jean's likely been talking to the big guy. Ooh. You know who I mean. She's on her way to Indy. Good luck, Loyola. All right. There you go. Good luck, Loyola. Mm. Um, joining us right now is political analyst Pat Brady. Pat, good morning to you. Morning, guys. How you doing? Doing great. We've been talking a lot in the last week over guns, gun violence, which then brings up talks of gun legislation. I know that Governor Pritzker, I won't say hinted at something. He was asked about it, talked about it. You had President Biden speaking about it last night. In the state of Illinois, kind of where are we in the world of gun restriction slash regulation? Because my impression, Pat, is we already have a lot of really restrictive laws here. Yeah, we did. And up until 2008, the city of Chicago had the most restrictive gun laws in the country. But the reality is, I, my position is, I believe that the horses kind of already left the barn on, on gun laws. It, uh -huh. There's so many gun laws, and clearly they're not working. There's got to be another solution. And if you talk to law enforcement people, which I've done the last week or so, everybody they arrest has a gun. And some of these people aren't necessarily criminals. Some of them are just trying to protect themselves mm -hmm. in some of these areas that are war zones. Are you going to tell them now they can't have their guns while people are getting guns illegally from other states and from within the state? So you know, I, I think there's, there's no real need right now for more gun legislation, but there is a need maybe to take a different view of, of addressing the gun problem and the violence problem. And what, well, having said that though, like what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, we, we, uh, Judy and I were just talking about this. Where you know, I'm I'm the gun owner. Uh, Judy's not, which is fine. And we, uh, but I think I'm a reasonable gun owner, Pat. Like I, I, I didn't have a problem going through a background check. I didn't feel my 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 constitutional rights were infringed upon when the, you know the FBI checked on me. I'm I'm fine with that. I want to keep the guns out of the hands of bad guys. I just don't see a lot of legislation that does that. No, and they always overdo it. And the laws back in 2008 until the Heller decision, I mean, they were very restrictive, but they weren't working. And I'm, I'm with you on the reasonableness. Do you really need an assault weapon? Do you really need some of these things? And isn't even in this Colorado shooting, they said a waiting period or a background check might have prevented that. So those are some kind of reasonable solutions. But I think you need, you know, in Chicago, I think it's almost as much an economic and problem within those the communities where the gun violence is the worst. We need to really start talking about that because this has been going on for decades and it's not getting any better yeah it almost seems we were arguing about that too where i think it's almost like seems like a way of life everyone has a gun you know especially yeah, well, the bad guys the good guys but mostly the bad guys they that, all have guns i'll give you some some of my uh, my dad's texas logic you know where, where my dad used to tell me you know when i grew up in texas we all carried guns yeah we just didn't shoot each other <laughs> Uh, there's an old saying that an armed society is a polite society. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's some merit to that, I think. But I think the bigger problem is, I mean, there's a big drug trade in, yep. in, in mm -hmm. these, some of these communities. And there's a gang problem. And it's an economic problem. So really, you need a, a more, I hate to sound, I'm a right-of-center guy, but there needs to be a more holistic solution to this than just more gun laws that obviously don't work. Yeah, there's something like, and, and again, I, I don't want to sound like a gun nut, because I, I think there's a reasonable discussion to have here. But there are something like 20-some-odd thousand gun laws on the books across the United States. If one more law was going to stop the shooting, why didn't the last 20,000 do it? I'm just not sure 
specific laws get to the root of the problem. But I acknowledge I'm not sure what does. Right. And I don't yeah. think, and Pat, right, the same, what you do on the south side of Chicago to stem the gun violence isn't going to work in Boulder. Right? Exactly. It's, exactly. And that's the point. The south, so I was saying, if you can make more money on the street selling drugs than you can getting a job at Walmart, you're going to go sell drugs. Like, it's common sense. It tells you that. And you t- listen to the people that lecture on this. So you need to create, I think, more economic development and opportunity so people don't want to go be a drug dealer and have to buy a gun and shoot people or well, join a gang. Right. But what about in Boulder? What about the guy, you know, well, the shooter? How do you yeah. keep guns? Because because well, I'm getting these, away from the gun. No, no, no. But in these I'm mass saying. shooting, in these mass shooting, many of the mass shootings we've seen, the issue is that the the shooter, the mass shooter, isn't a criminal until they shoot the first person. Yeah, but they have a mental illness. Almost all of them have something. You know, obviously. You say obvious. Wasn't obvious, obvious enough to be adjudicated. Wasn't obvious enough to be hospitalized. I'm saying, Wasn't I'm saying to be you're crazy arrested. if you kill people. I agree. Uh, beyond that. I think in most of the shoot these mass shooting cases, where churches, schools, this one goes short, th- we find out that the person has had some mental health issues. Almost in all of yeah. them. Yeah, and it takes about twenty four, forty hours for you to kind of figure that out. But that's the slippery slope. Are you going to en- enact these mental health laws? Or heck, my family probably had me locked up. Right? You can't. Uh, just- yeah. Well, <laughs> I've even been in on that conversation. Well, but hold Pat. on, I'm, I'll be serious for a second. I've been diagnosed clinically depressed. I've done therapy. I've taken medicine. Should I not be allowed to own a gun because I had a a diagnosis of depression? That's a good question. Because we also yeah. know that the the majority of gun deaths are suicides. Yeah, they're not. They're not homicides. They're not mass shootings. Yeah. Is a small number. So where do you draw that line? Where where the who makes that decision? And I think that's where you hear from people like me. I think a reasonable gun owner. Where I say I'm okay having the discussion. Who gets to make these decisions though? And I want to, as an American, I want my government to help keep me safe. I want to feel safe going to the grocery you store, are, going uh, to church, and Pat, going to school. Pat, I'm going to help you out here. You're going to be disappointed in life. Let me tell uh, you what. If you think the government <laughs> yeah, is going to mm-hmm. sit around and try to keep you safe, boy, is that you're setting yourself up for disappointment. They're the ones who make the rules. I, if I if they want me to make the rules, fine. I, I can't make more. Gu- I can't reform the gun laws. They can. Yeah. Pat, it's complicated. It it's very complicated. complicated. And it Pat, is. I was hoping you would have the answers, but... <laughs> What the yeah, heck? Thanks for nothing, really Pat. Cares what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Brady, political like political analyst, with us now. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this continues to, p- to play out in the state of Illinois. Pritzker talking about something. Biden talking about something. What comes of it? Usually, this talk kind of dies down, and we move on to the next uh, shiny light. Thank you very much to Pat Brady, though, for for joining us uh, and getting caught up on that. Um, how do you make a horrible food worse? And why? Peeps are horrible. Coming up around Easter time. Oh, come on. They're horrible. Ah. You know how you make them worse? How? Add Pepsi. Ooh. No, not ooh. <laughs> We're talking about horrible. You're asking the wrong guy. Horrible decisions that you people are making in the culinary world up next on 890 WLS. I think we were talking about marijuana use, driving while under the influence of marijuana, and that they were trying to come up with these tests, right? And we said, well, you know, you can always tell if they're driving under the influence of marijuana because they'll have Cheetos on their fingers, yeah, or they'll be eating Funyuns. A big bag of Funyuns next to them. And I think somebody around here said they hadn't had Funyuns in a while or whatever. I think as a unit, we we all said Funyuns. David Hochberg sent us a case of Funyuns. Yes. I'm going to open the bag right now. Oh my gosh! Hold on. Now, what did what, they how taste did you like? describe these cheese? 
salt. Oh. Cheese, how do they taste when you're not high? Oh, God. Very well, salty I'm and still, okay. they're still good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if you, when you're high. I didn't know if oh you didn't even recognize the taste of them. <laughs> you know, they're a little like cardboard. I don't have that. They're good. They're still, yeah, the, the, the secret ingredient, salt. Mm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of it. So mm-hmm. shout don't forget out. about the newsroom. Don't forget about shout the newsroom. Oh, yeah. come on yeah. come I got, I got you covered. I got I your forgot. back. My bad. I'm not, I'm not saying like we have three mm. case. We have a case of Funyuns. Yeah. Don't worry, Rob. They forgot about me, too. We, we totally forgot about Miranda. She, she gave definitely us knows what Funyuns eye. taste like. She definitely does. How do they taste high, Miranda? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, her mom's listening. My dad. Ixnay. Yeah, her mom's already texted me. Be careful. Hey there, Laura Lee. Lori Lee. So, we're coming up on Easter. Next weekend, right? Wait a sec. Hold on. Did you hear that? No, Judy. Don't do it again. Come on, okay. Judy. Her mom Miranda's texted me. mother we're... texted. Yeah, Yeah, we ahead. were talking about names, what you'd name your kids. Her mom texted me. She was um, a Laura Lee May for a while. Or she, she wanted you to be. She to me. She named you Miranda. <laughs> yeah. She my did. Dad, honestly, she did my dad you. almost named me Veranda. So. Veranda. <laughs> we're now we're on to architecture. Oh, uh, what's up, Veranda? <laughs> you got lucky. All right, Miranda, you you're, you're good. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Easter is next weekend? Next Sunday. Next a Sunday. A week from Sunday. A week from this Sunday. Yes. yes. I think we've narrowed that down. And there are there is acceptable Easter food. I will tell you what the acceptable Easter food is. Okay. I've spoken as king. Oh, I know. I want to be king. Okay. I know what my number one is, but go ahead. Chocolate bunnies. And you have to eat the ears off of them. Well, that's, that's acceptable. You start with the ears. You start yeah. with the ear. If you don't bite yeah. the ears off the bunny first, you are a monster. Something's wrong with you. Okay, there is something yeah. definitely wrong with yeah. you. I don't know who you people are. If you start at the feet, Ugh. who are you? Who does that? Who are you? And then it stops. After that, it's all crap. But especially peeps, those little yellow marshmallowy things. But I was thinking, how could you possibly make them wor- worse? Well, the editors at Delish, mm. uh, a website that is involved in food. You got to be kidding me here. Pepsi is making little cans of Pepsi that come with Peeps mixed in. Ooh, Pepsi Peeps, Peeps Pepsi, Peepsy. It's Peepsy. a marshmallow flavored soda. Just stop. Oh. That is, sounds horrific, doesn't uh, it? I know what I'm doing on the way home. No, it, let's, yes. wait, let's make it sweeter. It's ridiculous. How much sugar marshmallow-flavored soda? Oh, wait, God. is it colored? Is it like I don't want to know what color yellow? it is. It, uh, well, the cans feature the chicks that are yellow, pink, and blue. I don't know if the drink itself is yellow, pink, and blue. I don't want to know yeah. what color it is. Peeps marshmallow-flavored. Pepsi, you people are. Yes. Come on. You can just see the stupid brainstorming meeting going on at Pepsi headquarters right now. Okay, we got Easter coming up. What are you going to do? Chocolate flavored Pepsi. No, that's disgusting. That is going to. flavored Pepsi. I love your idea, Bill. You run with that. You've got vice president written all over you with that kind of attitude. Let's not leave Coca-Cola out of it. What do you think they're going to do? Uh, Coca-Cola. What can we do? How about coffee flavored Coca-Cola? How about just putting coffee and Coke and mixing it together in a can? They have it. And it's. Oh, Coke right now is like, oh, it's horrible. Why a, didn't we of think of that? It's horrible, yeah. Can I tell you, though, uh, real quickly about marshmallows? Do you like marshmallows? You're a s'mores fan, maybe? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the United States is getting its rear end kicked in marshmallow technology by Guatemala. Get out. Here's why I know this. 
First of all, marshmallow technology. I visited Guatemala. <laughs> what? She's never been to the candy show. So I was I was fishing in Guatemala. Very it was long story. It was fun. Okay. I went into fishing village to the Mercado. Went to the grocery store. Um, ah. And I don't remember what I was looking for. I was looking for something. I, you know, I just I had to go to the grocery store. I need like toothpaste or something. Guatemalan toothpaste. So I'm walking up and down the aisles, and I noticed marshmallows. And I noticed more marshmallows. Now, I've been to grocery stores before, and there's like a little couple little packs of marshmallows like yeah. in the baking Stay aisle, puff. right? They had an aisle of marshmallows. And they had flavors of mar- They had chocolate-filled marshmallows. I went, Get oh. I go, what is a chocolate-filled marshmallow? I'm like looking at this thing, and I'm going, but that's a thing? And our, our little handlers with us goes, you don't have these in the United States? I go, we do not have chocolate. If we have chocolate-filled wow. chocolate marshmallows, I haven't seen them. They are marshmallow bonkers that's in Guatemala. Crazy. And they have a whole aisle. Like, we have a soda aisle, then an aisle of marshmallows. Why have we not Guatemala thought of that? It's kicking our butt. Sim- imagine a chocolate. marshmallow filled in the middle with chocolate. It's an instant s'more. Yeah. Okay, it's supply and like demand. An inverted so s'more. Yeah. We don't. There we're not big marshmallow people here. There in is it. Well, oh, obviously, because we don't have chocolate. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe Pepsi will change it. I just was like, you know what? There isn't a lot that I would have changed in trade yeah. when I was in Guatemala. I'm like, nope, still better than the United States. Nope, still better than the United States. Chocolate. Filled marshmallows. I went, oh, stop the presses. Right? Kicked our butt right you there. You guys, seriously. How were they? Delicioso. <laughs> <laughs> Delicioso. Interesting. I've even melt them. I'm like, I'm eating them in the car on oh. the ride home. I go, I can't wait any longer. All right, well, you know, for s'mores, that, that would be a great it's idea. It's your halfway to a s'more. That would be a good idea. Speaking of food, we're going to be talking uh, next to a, a, a local eatery. Our Getting Foodie with Bruce and Judy is coming up, but... We got Rob Martier, and and Rob, we're hearing, we're hearing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that maybe there's a little bit more to this shooting that we were talking about on the south side that happened last night. It's Friday, right? I'll give you a little. I'm not counting the minutes, but I'm counting the minutes. Judy's leaving on vacation vacation in 21 minutes. She is, Yeah. yeah. As most out the door as you can be. That's where, <laughs> where Judy is right now while still physically hey, being present. this door present. is always open, isn't it? Yep, just yeah. about. Um, <laughs> you know, we've been uh, celebrating a lot of the local eateries. Try and uh, uh, maybe just reintroduce you to some places as we head back out and about. Get back into the swing of things, getting into restaurants. We call it. Mm-mm. There you go. I'm, I'm contractually required to wait for that little, so little boot. You have to wait for it. Joining us right now from Jets Pizza is David Filato. David, good morning. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Excellent. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about pizza first, all right? So, Jets, you got a, you got a lot of locations around here, don't you? We've got uh, 19 in the state of Illinois and 380 around the country. Wow. Okay. You guys are expanding and doing well. And you guys do. Here's what I like about Jets Pizza. Can I throw this in here? You have a lot of different styles of pizza. Do you know what I mean by that? Some places just do one thing. It's what we do. You guys kind of, you run the gamut where people who might not even be from Chicago can maybe find some pizza that uh, fits their style more. Give me an example of that. We've got hand toss, we've got thin crust, and obviously we've got the Detroit style, which is amazing. I don't know if you guys have tried it, but it's it's pretty good. What makes it Detroit uh, style? What's that? What well, is Detroit yeah. style? Tell me what Detroit style is. So it's made in a steel pan. It's about uh, two inches thick, but it's not like a, a deep dish Chicago pizza where it puts you to sleep as a lifelong <laughs> Chicagoan. I love Chicago pizza, but 
the choy style is, is, is airy and it's got a great crunch to it. It's pretty oh, awesome. Okay. All right. Not as doughy then, I would say. Mm, airy right? and exactly. crunchy. Right. Well, and what I yeah. love about your pizzas is um, they're square, right? They are square, yep. Yeah. Something about go. square pizza I love. Uh, I know. Yeah. I don't know why. I know it probably should be round, but square just makes it better. It just reminds me of the old joke, and you guys don't fit into that, Jets, is, is, is pizza is round. It's cut into triangles, and we put in a square box. Yeah. Somebody explain that. <laughs> exactly. To me. Somebody explain yeah. all that to me. We just used all the things. But so. Jets is doing something special, right? Yeah, David, tell us a little bit about what you guys are are doing when it comes to the Special Olympics. Yeah, so you know it's been a tough year, and we're trying to do a lot of positive things for the local community here. So we've done like uh, buy one give one for hospital workers. We raised over two thousand pizzas. We did Chicago youth programs. We raised we got uh, several hundred totes. Now we're doing Special Olympics. So on the 29th and 30th, uh, all 19 locations will give 10% back on all pizzas. You got to use the uh, enter the code special online. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, Special Olympics is an amazing organization. It's got like 7,500 athletes with disabilities, and we're really proud to to be a partner with them and to help out our local community. So that's Monday and Tuesday of next week. You can right. order these online, and you know that you are helping the Special Olympics while getting some great pizza at the same time. That's right, and I did. Right. And Special Olympics so near and dear to a lot of people's hearts in Chicago, particularly because it started in Chicago, right? The 1968 Games. Yep, they just had their 50th uh, anniversary, anniversary last year. Right? Yeah, a I mean, what a great cause. Are you guys? Is that part of your? Um, style there for Jets Pizza? I mean, is that what you guys do? Because you are involved in a lot of charities. You know, it's, it's a personal thing. I mean, we're, we're want to just give back to the community. Uh, it's, it's a great way to kind of learn about uh, people that are in need. And, you know, obviously uh, it's been a, a really tough year. We just want to kind of help those that, that need help. So, Have you guys had a really tough year? Yeah, I was going to wonder, David, that, that again, David Filato with Jets Pizza. I heard... I heard that because a lot of pizza places were already kind of set up for delivery and people see it as comfort food, did you guys survive maybe a little better than other restaurants? You know, some of the suburb locations were up, but our city locations here have been flat and down because, you know, like the West Loop is deserted, South Loop, same thing. So a lot of people left. You know, the bars aren't open, so people aren't getting drunk and eating pizza. <laughs> there's, just no, there's nobody there. There's just nobody <laughs> down there. Right. Yeah. You shoot a cannon so, off on the street, you want to hit a soul. Right. There's no sporting events. There's no, you know, okay. nothing at Soldier Field. So, yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a tough year in the city. In the city. So up and down right. for you guys as a company, though, because, yeah, some places, hey, order pizza is one of the easiest things you you can do. Yeah, 100%. A lot of the other states are up, but uh, the, the city of Chicago, a lot of the stores are down. Got it. Well, and how well, even better that, look at you guys, you know, maybe not where you should be economically, but you're still going to donate all this money to Special Olympics. So, you know, kudos to you guys. That's really nice. Yeah. You know, I've been, you know, I've been a lifelong Chicagoan. I mean, it's, this is my town. I love it, and I want to give back and, and do, you know, we all need to, to do positive things right now instead of just complaining complain to each other right do you do so. anything else but pizza at jets is it just pizza you know we've got some amazing salads we've got uh, a sleeper item which i love it's like a it's a called like a jet boat it's a, I, I was like gonna ask you about the jet boat hold on i yeah. saw that i go i might want the jet boat what is it you know no one orders it it's like it's a giant calzone and it's so inexpensive <sighs> and i i mean it's the greatest thing ever but it's not as popular as the square oh, but it's it looks a sleeper. delicioso 
Give, give it a try. Okay, yeah. You, you had me at jet boat. Hey, I really <laughs> appreciate your time today, David. Uh, thank you so much, not yeah. only for what you guys do, but also for what you're doing for Special Olympics. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Have a great weekend. You Thanks. too. That's David Falata with Jets Pizza. You can find out more at jetspizza.com. Remember, if you order Monday or Tuesday online, right? The 29th and 30th. Yep. Wait, is that Monday and Tuesday? Yep. Okay, making sure I got all that. Uh, 10%. Of all pizza sales are going to Special Olympics right here. In Use Chicago. the code SPECIAL yeah. for Special Olympics and those special athletes. There you Get go. that jet boat, man. And try oh, the yeah. jet boat. And try the jet boat. <laughs> I just want to say I ate the jet boat. Exactly. It does look delicious. Well, and it looks like he says it's called the sleeper item. you oh, got to get it if oh, the guy says it's, like it's his the sleeper. Favorite, yeah. favorite thing on the menu. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, the guys behind the scenes know everything, mm. right? That's a really good thing that they're doing. Might even restore your faith in humanity a little, what Jets Pizza is doing. But if you need even more, concern yourself not. Judy says she can do that for you. Restoring your faith in humanity coming up next on 890 WLS. Thanks. What are you in a hurry us look for? Bad. Literally making right? us look bad. You know who's really making us look bad out there? The people who used the last year, quarantine, pandemic, working from home, not working, whatever it might be, free, extra free time they had. And maybe they would have been commuting or they would have been. And they learn new skills. They bettered themselves. Who are you? Okay, people? you call that an overachiever? Overachievers. We were just trying to make good on the time we had. Okay, what else so can you're you do? One of them. Judy, yeah. what did you do in the last year? I, did you learn a new I didn't skill? Really, did you, well, I. Well, wait a minute. I, you're going you're gonna to chastise me yeah. that you didn't do a damn thing? I didn't learn a new skill, but no. I certainly bettered my cooking skill. You okay, so you say, I literally. I'm, I could skills. be on. Chopped. Okay, okay. Maybe. You honed your cooking so skills. Maybe just one of You're them. You're probably not alone. I know a lot of people <laughs> yeah. that got a lot more foodie, Yeah. to coin a phrase, by the way. Yeah, with Bruce and Judy. That the <laughs> cooking from home, not going to restaurants, for example, right. yeah. almost forced them to get a little more creative. Because you can only have Easy Mac so many days in a row. Right, and I will say, though, now... By the way, now... the answer is 600 days in a row. I tried it Oh, my it once. gosh. <laughs> now, I'm kind of over it, though. Oh, really? And you're ready to have somebody else cook for you? Well, I'm tired of cooking. Yeah. Okay, it was fun at the beginning. And let me also say, I could probably do some, maybe some plumbing and electrical work. I, I did a lot of that. You're Bob the Builder on top yeah, of it? you know, Maybe. I watched and I, for some Good reason, night. changed Guy a lot Ferrari of... Ferrari meets Bob the of, Builder. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm eating my delicious, um, you know... You're fixing your toilet. Entree. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. putting yeah. in a new sink. Judy, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Duck a la with a side of papaya <laughs> that I grilled. And, by the way, we put a new a new U-joint yeah. in the sink. So, kind of at the same time. Flip on the kitchen Light, the toaster goes off. Yeah. I mean, you know. So, I changed out a lot of lights a lot and a lot people, of sinks for some reason. A lot of people, and again, not a fan of you overachiever, yeah. learn how to play instruments. And something okay. I saw, and, and learn how to play a musical instrument, that they're all the online, you could you could learn how to play like through Zoom and things like this. And you've got people now doing everything from playing the bleep and cello to the flute or whatever. And they I learn how to, how to play guitar, probably very popular. Yeah. So the, what do we have, like millions of yo-yo ma's running around exactt- now? Yeah. Exactamundo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactamundo. Now when you go to someone's uh, place for dinner, they're like, let me just play you a little tune. Yeah, do you oh, mind God. if I break out the cello? I'm like, I'm <laughs> oh leaving gosh. now. I'm leaving right now. Forget I don't the vacation care. pictures. Now I got to listen to them play an instrument. I literally don't care what you're serving for dinner. I'm not sitting around for a cello concert oh, okay man. i draw the line yeah all right yeah but did, did you cheese did you learn anything I, did you better you've had a year did you I better yourself year, in any way year, shape or form? 
I bettered my house because I was trying to sell it. So I did paint okay. a lot. Well, yeah, a lot of people, though, yeah. got into home improvement. Like what but Judy I did said. it because yeah. I had to be- to sell it. I didn't do it because I had spare time. If I just had spare time, I would have napped. Does gaining 20 pounds count as bettering yourself? Yes. Well, no. Maybe yes. I was too skinny at some point. But you knew you were coming to Chicago, so you put on that little extra weight to so I need a little warmer. insulation. Boom. But I have now lost 30. See? So you're so good. I went, wow. I, I, I went back the other direction. Yeah. But I, I would argue that you I was very it. disappointed to find out that during the pandemic and during all that extra free time I had, the only hobbies I had was eating and spending money. Those were the only two hobbies I had. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I found out very Shopping quickly. Shopping online was huge. And I was like, I should have some other hobbies besides this. For God. Uh, now, let's now, not forget your video game. Yeah, oh, I, did, I mean, Come leveling on. up on Call of Duty, you would think would be a, a, something that would yeah. impress people. But I found that the girls, I'm not impressed. It's not a yeah. big, that's not a great opening line. Yeah, the fact that I'm, I'm, As I'm, a, matter I'm of a master fact, prestige, could, level 10 prestige on Call of Duty does absolutely <laughs> nothing. It could be wow. a detriment yeah, to your see, dating. Miranda. Miranda's impressed. Because wow. I have to watch Ben play for five hours, so I Learn to appreciate oh, college. Five baby. hours is just getting warmed up. I mean, I I'm still stretching it. Five hours, okay? I got. Ah, Miranda, I look ah, as that is a that's a check mark against the guy if he plays game. Well, is a gamer. He's not out cheating on me. He's spending oh, time with right. me. He's a slug so sitting like, on the couch. Here's, okay. Here's what I don't understand: this phenomenon of kids <laughs> watching other people play video games yeah, on Twitch. My son yeah. Aiden just he, all the time watches other people play. Watches Absolutely. other people play yeah. the video game. I'm not going so to Ninja made a life out of it, right? Yeah, people, people just, have done that. Yeah. Well, maybe that alone, Rob's part, uh, people watch other people play video games, and that's how you improve yourself. I'm now I'm more shocked. <laughs> is one of the reasons why you think we're going to hell in a handbasket. Well, guess what? Uh, Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity. I love this story, and I don't know why, but it just somehow good enough reason for makes me, me happy. A jaw-dropping fossil has been found of an oviraptor, and I hope I'm saying that right. Oviraptor, oviraptor, crouching on two dozen eggs containing fossilized embryos inside, with seven containing babies mere hours from hatching. What? It's yeah. a it's a dinosaur. Okay, it was found in South China. This fossil is unprecedented in history. It not only contains that image of the animal and its offspring, but of its very behavior. Of it sitting on there. China has produced some of the world's most important discoveries in the field of paleontology. This bird-like dinosaur turned out to be an absolute diamond. The new fossil discovery seems to confirm that this species, which was, uh, this species, this species, mm-hmm. which broods. That's why I was getting confused here. It broods, meaning it sits atop its eggs as a method of incubation. Hmm. Although a few adults of this kind have been found on nests of their eggs before, no embryos have ever been found inside those eggs. I'm thinking, you guys. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. That's exactly Park. what I was thinking. The good Jurassic Park, though, not the one that goes haywire. They all go haywire. haywire. What are you haywire. talking about? Okay, but really, they have... The first one. Did you wear the first watch one. Where the, the dinosaurs became <laughs> your friends. Yeah. But that's You're, what I'm hoping with this. These are embryos they found. Oh, my gosh. I can tell you how this ends. replicate yeah, them. No. I can tell you how it ends. They eat all the humans on the island. Yep. I'm just going to tell you how it ends. Well, there's South China. It. There's a lot of humans. Is this life imitating it. art? Yeah. Oh man! All you, right. Well, okay. 
I'm, I'm going to be happy positive. Though. You be positive that dinosaurs roaming the earth again will be a good thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're there. We're getting back. Judy's restoring your faith in humanity with that. All righty. I appreciate the heck out of that. Judy, have a wonderful <laughs> vacation. We'll Thank miss you, you next so week. Thank you so much. I know. I'll miss you guys. I'll be in touch. Drive yes, safely. she'll miss us. Right. I will drive safely. I will sunburn safely. on the beach. Do not wear your mask on the beach. I am wearing my Don't mask die. everywhere. You're going to have a sunburn that looks like the <laughs> oh. Joker. I'm yeah. telling you. Yep. It's not a good look. No, not a good look. Hey, mm. thank you guys for spending some time with us today. Also, thanks a lot to MG over Mission Control for pressing all the buttons. Our infant producer, Miranda, over there on the other side of the Double Pain Bulletproof class. Okay. DJ Cheese on the ones and twos. And Rob Martier filling in for Nick Gale, doing an excellent job all week. Yeah, thank man. you very much. Nice work. We thanks, do appreciate Rob. you being thanks, here guys. as well. Safe travels, Rob. Dude. Rob is going to be sticking around, though. He's got the news, the traffic, the weather, all the information, even sports news. Rob's got it. Coming up next on 890 WLS.